You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. This is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have Ryan Lewis, uh, the Chief Operating Officer of Global Cannabinoids. Ryan, thanks for coming. Yeah, hey, Rich. How you doing? Good. You can hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Actually, my title is Chief Business Developer. Stands for CBD. Excellent. So tell me about Global Cannabinoids. What's the mission of the company? What do you guys do? So Global Cannabinoids is one of the largest manufacturers and distributors of hemp-derived cannabinoids. Uh, what I did was I built the very first Vulcan wholesale B2B distribution platform for American-grown hemp and cannabinoids derived from hemp, such as CBD, that everybody knows about. Um, I, I built my website right after the 2014 Farm Bill was passed because I read the legislation and I knew all the demand was going to be for American-grown hemp. Uh, everything prior to that was, and, and up until the time it was actually grown, was being imported from China and from Europe. And so, you know, I just recognized that everybody was going to be basically going to Google to search for, you know, uh, a supplier. And I decided to build a website advertising that I had American grown hemp for sale in bulk and wholesale, focusing on B2B before the hemp was even grown in the United States. And so what that allowed me to do was really assess what the demand would be, which I realized very quickly was going to be massive. But secondly, I was able to build very strong relationships early on with some of the, the bigger buyers. The people that rose up initially to provide hemp, you know, to provide CBD from hemp, the American growers, were they small yeah. people or were they uh, big companies? Yeah. So, so the, the first state to adopt the federal hemp legislation was Colorado. Colorado is obviously very progressive in their in their views on cannabis in general. And so, um, you know, I was sitting in my New York City apartment, basically, you know, I just built this distribution platform and, you know, was, was building relationships with companies that basically were saying, hey, we're, we want to buy American grown hemp and CBD. But the next thing I needed to do was obviously get a supplier. And, and, uh, the, the first state that I that I traveled to, which was the first state that adopted the hemp legislation, was Colorado. And I started touring all of the farms in Colorado, really to, to see what type of, you know, plants were being grown, what type of genetics. There's obviously a few varieties of hemp. There's there's Hemp is actually synonymous with fiber and seed. So, you know, traditionally... The hemp that you find uh, around the world is is has a long stalk and stem. Um, it produces very very small amounts of cannabinoids. Um, once the Farm Bill legislation passed in 2014, 
that changed everything because for the first time you could grow female plants and and the female plants produce high amounts of cannabinoids so colorado was really the first state to produce these what we call cannabinoid rich hemp plants okay so uh colorado was the first state but like who in the state was it again individuals or large companies oh who was doing it oh yeah i mean it was it was a very big mix you know you had traditional farmers who were who were trying it out um you had guys who who had been in cannabis and were transitioning over um you know essentially you would start a company no matter what even if you're an individual and you're going to start farming you know producing it you're still going to form a, a, a corporation of of some sort uh i ended up finding a company in colorado that was you know they had raised a few million dollars and had uh, some really amazing genetics that they had brought over from California. Um, they're, they're, a friend of theirs had spent literally a decade uh, breeding the THC out of a marijuana plant so that the level of THC was below 0.3%, which was generally recognized as the internationally as the percentage allowable to be defined as hemp. Once the farm bill clearly defined it as hemp, what it essentially did was open the door to any cultivar of, of cannabis that could produce less than 0.3% would now be characterized um, as hemp. So a lot of these uh, genetics started coming to Colorado. Different people have been growing them and you know, companies started producing them. This company in particular had put several million dollars into the farm, uh, pretty much everything they had. And then along comes me, and I introduced myself to them, got to know them, and essentially told, you know, after realizing they had no idea what they were doing in terms of sales and marketing, I basically said, hey, listen, I can sell everything you guys are producing. And they asked me, how are you going to do that? And I told them, look, go to Google, type in CBD wholesale, CBD bulk, you know, a, a bulk American hemp and I'm the top of Google and I've already, you know, identified hundreds of buyers. So they said, what would you want if you could do that? I said, give me 10% of your company, make me head of sales and marketing. I'll move to Colorado. I'll build a sales team. I'll, I'll, I'll rebrand you. I'll help develop products and, you know, I'll move this product for you. And so they agreed. <clears throat> I packed up my stuff and literally moved to Colorado. I'd never been there before in my life. And I just got to work doing what I do, which really my passion is sales and marketing. That's really what I'm best at. And so uh, I ended up doing about $50 million in sales for the first 18 months of the U.S. hemp industry. I was the first bulk distributor sending truckloads, literally state, you know, cross state lines. Um, a lot of people at the time were very afraid uh, because there were still DEA regulations um, concerning you know, basically defining hemp still as marijuana, even though that conflicted with the federal legislation in the farm bill. So people were, st were, st were still paranoid about shipping across state lines. Um, but we did it anyways. And, uh, and I'm glad we did because, you know, it, it ended up being that we were right. The farm bill, uh, you know, legislation gave us the legal authority and, um, you know, it really, uh, you know, I'm very, I feel very fortunate to be a pioneer in the industry 
and help build this supply chain, but we still have a lot of work to do. So, all right. So you're heavily involved in the distribution, you know, CBD from wholesalers, I guess. So for outsiders, which is most people, um, I don't know, what have you learned about the CBD industry? What have you learned about the product you created that's interesting or unique about it? So the plant is very interesting in, in, in one respect, and it kind of influences a lot of the things that happen downstream. Hemp is what we call a phytoremediator. So it can literally suck the toxins out of the soil and out of the environment, and it will literally retain them. There was actually a study done where hemp was used in a radioactive waste uh, situation, and it was able to suck uh, radioactive cadmium out of the soil and retain it. And the plant lives with this radioactive material inside of it. So that makes the plant dangerous if you, if, if you, you know, if, if I could use the word. I mean, it could potentially be dangerous because of this uh, ability that it has. And so you have to test the plant extensively. You have to test for everything from pesticides to heavy metals uh, to mitotoxins, to all, all different types of contaminants, which we do, which we do. And so, you know, testing is really the cornerstone of the industry. And so, you know, one of the things that I've learned is the absolute importance of testing. And that's how I've built my business. You know, we, at my facility, we test everything that comes in, regardless of what my extractors, you know, test says it says. So there's one test that comes from the farm. There's one test that comes from the extractor. Once it reaches my facility, we actually test it again in-house. I have an entire analytics team. But we don't rely on that test or the previous test because we then still take the, a sample and send it to a third-party lab for a complete analysis. So one of the things I actually joke about to people is that the products that my company's putting out and, and, and customers of Global Cannabinoids, rest assured, they're probably safer than Cheerios. So, yeah, what do you think when someone goes to a store, smoke shop, whatever it is, and gets uh, CBD, are they getting what it says in the label, or is it still the wild, you, wild west for the most part? You know, it's an unfortunate situation. It's, it's, still, it's still pretty much the wild west. Um, that's why you really have to be uh, sourcing from a reputable company. Um, one of the things that we're doing to separate ourselves uh, from some of the bad actors is we use QR codes and, and on the QR code, you can scan it and get a full, you know, document traceability all the way back from, from the seed. Okay. So, so that is something that, you know, a bad actor is not going to be able to do. They're not even going to try to fake it, to be honest with you. You know, the products that are out there that are not good products that aren't testing well, they don't, even try to show you where it came from or how it was tested or anything like that. So, you know, there is an issue with dosing. I think in general, um, part of the issue has to do with the standards that the testing labs have. So in other words, you could take a sample and send it to five labs and get five different results. So there definitely has to be some accountability at the testing level to standardize the standards that are used that companies are relying upon to determine potency. Um, you know, I'm very excited about the FDA coming in and 
regulating the industry. I think it's going to help flush out some of the bad actors. Do I, you know, do I think that they, they need to, you know, kind of, because people are really relying on cannabinoids for their health, for their well-being. Um, and I think it's important that we get, uh, you know, an, a marketplace intact in that people can rest assured the products are good, they're safe, they don't have pesticides and those sorts of things. And quite honestly, these are the things that my company is already doing. You know, we have one of the highest quality control teams in the industry. And so I, I welcome, you know, any sort of regulation and anything that uh, I think is going to give more confidence to consumers. So uh, what can consumers do? I don't know if you know this, but what do they look for when they're going to buy CBD? What will help them figure out whether it's uh, good CBD or junk? You know, one of the things is to go online and do some research about the company. Take a look at the company, read some of the reviews, see what, uh, ask them for certificates of analysis. You know, take a look and see what, um, look at various uh, certificates of analysis. So several different batches that will show you how consistent their product tests. And, um, you know, I, I, again, you know, I think, uh, going online and, and seeing like the reviews and, you know, reading about the company, you know, maybe press releases and different things. Um, you kind of have to look at it the, from the totality of it. But one of the other things you can do too, is there, there are retailers now that are putting products in distribution that are, you know, have been, have been seriously vetted. Um, one of the exciting things about having, you know, a CVS and a Walgreens and these types of retailers come into the market is that they, they do their homework. You know, I've met with them several times. They seriously, they dot their I's, they cross their T's, they do site inspections, they come to your facility, they check everything, they verify everything. So, you know, buying your product at a reputable um, you know, uh, retailer is obviously beneficial and smart. Do they have CBD now at Walgreens and CVS places like that? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, there's they're, they're starting to show up in in some of these uh, retailers. So um, you know, like Kroger markets are are starting to distribute uh, CBD products. I know there's a lot of health food stores that that have great reputations for great products that are starting to sell it. So, you know, I think, I think it's consumers know where they can get a great product. When you go to like a cash and carry, like a smoke shop, um, you know, and they got like, I think consumers have a good sense of where they can buy a good product versus a product that might be kind of questionable. Um, but again, I think, I think what people need to do is, is they need to do some of their own research and, um, you know, really kind of deep dive into it themselves, especially if they're relying on it for some sort of a condition. Um, I think that's definitely highly recommended. Okay. I just didn't know there's any general guidelines and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's, I've seen what's called full spectrum. I've seen, I guess, a few labels with different claims. Any, you know, particular claims yeah, that I can you think are patently false or that, you know, may be good? You know, obviously we stay away from claims. You don't, you, you know, you, we can't make any health claims on CBD, but you really don't need to. You can go online and find out all the information uh, that you need, that you, that you kind of need to know because people are sharing their experiences online in a lot of different forums and fashions. 
you know, full spectrum essentially means that it's the full plant extract. So it contains a, a little bit of THC, so uh, not more than 0.3% THC. Um, and so that is a product that generally what I call can produce a more sustained effect because the THC works in formulation with the other cannabinoids and it produces what, what's called a synergistic effect. Um, there's, it's something called uh, what researchers in Israel coined the entourage effect. And um, that's the synergy of compounds within that whole plant. And then you have you know, a purified form of CBD. So that's a CBD isolate. It's an isolated molecule of CBD. It's just pure CBD. And CBD generally doesn't work as well uh, isolated by itself. It, it tends to be weaker. So um, some people will not feel anything. And that's just a reality when you're, when you're using a product that only has CBD and nothing else, because it really does rely on the synergy of the other compounds, including terpenes. So I would always obviously recommend a full spectrum. Part of the problem is products are mislabeled out there. Companies are calling things full spectrum that aren't full spectrum. So again, you know, it comes back to doing your homework, finding a company with a great reputation, you know, reading the reviews and then purchasing the product either directly from them online or from a reputable uh, retail location. Yeah, I've seen the hemp oil, that label. Is that CBD? Or oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. That's the favorite label of uh, Amazon. So pretty much anything you buy on Amazon is not going to have CBD. They don't allow CBD. There are some people selling CBD on there, but they're not allowed to actually say it has CBD. So they call it hemp oil. So hemp oil was actually just from the seed. That's all it's from. You know, yes, it's very nutritious for you. It's a superfood. It has omegas. It has aminos. It has no cannabinoids. So if you're looking for cannabinoids, hemp oil, hemp seed oil, it's not going to give it to you. And you also have to be aware of products that are labeled like 500 milligrams hemp oil or 500 milligrams of something. You know, it can be 500 milligrams of an oil that has 5% cannabinoids. So, so, so labels uh, can be very, very misleading. Huh. Okay. So... I guess you're looking at a concentration ratio or the concentration is probably the most important thing, not the volume of liquid that you're getting in the vial. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, above and beyond anything, um, what you really want to do is you want a product that you can pick up, you can scan the label and you can see a third party test that shows you exactly what's inside because we all have a right to know what we're taking in our bodies. Okay, are there products like that where they say scan this label and see our testing methods, you know, see what's Absolutely. in here and, and determined? Absolutely. So, you know, my company, Global Cannabinoids, one of the things that we do is we actually create these QR codes and attach full traceability documents to them. We also provide customers um, with our, our testing labs, which are third-party labs, where we actually send the, uh, a sample of the product directly to uh, the testing lab on behalf of the customer so they have a third-party test on it. Um, you know, there's some fantastic brands out there. Um, one of them is Green Roads. Green Roads are great friends of mine. They make fantastic products, uh, pharmacist formulated, and they really spearheaded, you know, putting uh, QR codes on their products and giving customers that full traceability um, I also know they worked with the state government of Indiana, for example, 
which was the first state, I believe, to require a QR code on the product to show a third-party lab result. So, you know, there are great companies out there. Um, you know, Green Roads, like I mentioned, is one of them. And we are working in conjunction together to really self-police the industry, right? If, if we don't police it ourselves, if we don't regulate it ourselves, then the government's going to come in. And who believes the government is going to be better at doing it? I mean, unless you're, you know, well, I don't want to get into politics, but let's just say I, I think uh, consensus is, yeah, <laughs> you understand where I'm going with that. Okay. Well, just as an example, so I, I went to the Green Roads website, and they have like gummies and oils, and, you know, things like that. So if it shows on a product how many milligrams it is, like how do I know the concentration again? Just look on the label and it tells me the concentration. So when you see a bottle of, of their product and it says a thousand milligrams, that means mm-hmm. that there's a thousand milligrams of cannabinoids in that product. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. So, uh, uh, right. Essentially a concentration. Okay. So that's something to look at too. Exactly. Huh, okay. Well, it's good to know. Uh, um, interesting. And I understand, yeah, why the industry is something, as you said, it's a, a what do you call it? A phyto PHYTO? That's right. Yeah. PHYTO. It was actually, it's, it's absorbent it's, to a lot of things. So that could be good or bad things is the danger that, of, that, uh, of. That's exactly right. They actually, the, the Russians planted hemp all around Chernobyl, believe it or not. Oh, oh because they knew it would absorb radiation in the soil there. Absolutely. Yep. Very interesting. Okay. So what do you think is going to be the near-term future of CBD in the U.S. You know, over the next five years? What do you think is going to happen and what would you like to see happen? You know, CBD, I've always looked at as just another ingredient. Um, CBD, I, I, I almost liken the what's going on with CBD and this craze about it, I almost, I liken it to vitamin C. It's almost like imagine vitamin C was removed from the food supply and it's being reintroduced and amazing things are happening to people because they're getting this nutrient back in their diet. And, and we have a, a system of cells in our body called an endocannabinoid system of cells that was only discovered in the last 20 years, the receptor cells for cannabinoids. So, you know, I really think that I, I, I have this whole perspective on CBD and cannabinoids. You know, I believe CBD is almost an essential nutrient. I think in 10 years from now, you're, you could very well see it on a nutrition panel uh, on your, you know, cereal box or, you know, snack bar or whatever you're eating. Um, but it's really, it's an ingredient and it's a botanical and there's thousands of botanical ingredients out there. So, you know, yes, there's going to be pharmaceutical versions and just like there's pharmaceutical versions of other botanicals. So the two can coexist. There's, there, there's going to be a botanical version. There's going to be a pharmaceutical version. So, you know, there's going to be, um, uh, products that have CBD for like a daily use kind of thing just to have as part of the diet. And then there's going to be more advanced formulations that are targeting specific conditions and things like that. And again, there'll be versions of that that you can get, liter- you know, basically over the counter. And then there's going to be versions of that that are going to be pharmaceutical. So what we're talking about here is the most medicinally powerful plant in the world, period. That's the reality. 
There are hundreds of compounds within this plant that are absolutely extraordinary. So we're just still learning about a lot of them. CBD is just the tip of the iceberg. There's other cannabinoids that we're working on very closely at Global Cannabinoids. We've already isolated CBN. We've isolated CBC. We've isolated CBG. These are incredible cannabinoids, you know, and once you put them into different formulations, they have different effects. So very exciting. Yeah. You know, the future of the industry is exciting. And, um, you know, CBD, like I said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, quick question about the other cannabinoids. What what are some of the purported effects of them? You know, I've heard of like CBL and R, they use that G and a few others. What I mean, I don't know if science knows enough yet, but what are uh, everyone's focused on CBD, but you said there's many, many others. What are the effects of some of the others? Sure. So uh, CBG cannabigerol, pretty interesting cannabinoid. Um, it's being grown uh, in large amounts right now um, in Oregon and Colorado. And it's and it and it has it has an uplifting effect. It's almost like an energizing effect. So very very interesting. CBN cannabinol, another extraordinary cannabinoid, can can really promote a very restful night of sleep. I mean, I'm talking. You will go into REM. You will remember your dreams. It's it's pretty intense. So um, you know, but sleep is 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 a condition that affects. Probably, you know, 75% of people in the country, right, or around the world, probably. So sleep is a massive category and probably the most important thing you can do for your health is get a good night's sleep. So it's going to be interesting to see how that cannabinoid is introduced into, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the distribution, you know, supply chain across the country. My mentor was actually the co-founder or the founder of uh, Natrol, ironically. His name is Elliot Balbert. And uh, Elliot uh, founded Natrol, and he discovered essentially melatonin. And Natrol is the number one brand of melatonin. So it's really interesting that here we are coming full, full circle. My mentor discovered melatonin, built the biggest melatonin brand. And here I am, the first large-scale distributor of CBN, probably the most incredible, uh, you know, uh, compound in ingredient for sleep since melatonin. So exciting stuff. Hmm. Maybe one day in school, kids will learn their ABCDs by that joke. Oh my gosh, seriously. And there's Sorry. literally hundreds of cannabinoids. I mean, we're coming across cannabinoids. We don't, we have no idea what they do. CBL, CBE. I mean, we, we have no idea what they do. So it's, it's exciting. Um, and the implications for the health of just mankind in general is actually pretty huge. I mean, some of these cannabinoids have shown to have anti-tumoral properties. We know they can stop seizures. You know, we know what they can do for stress and anxiety. Um, you know, the whole CBD craze is because CBD is a proven anti-inflammatory and inflammation is the root cause of almost all disease. So, you know, it's exciting to say the least, if you can't hear it in my voice. Okay. No, that's great. All right, I appreciate you coming. What, yeah, what's what's a website for them or a resource that um, you know would be a good way for them to get in contact? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, okay. um, is this just for information um, in general or information about my company? Because my company, you know, actually, my company, there is a lot of information on there that that people will find very very useful. You know, the whole the the end products all start with everything that we're doing. Um, and, and the reliability of the end products that we're producing, obviously, you know, people want to know about, um, you know, what we're doing to test for it, et cetera. My website address is 
globalcannabinoids.io. And that's C-A-N-N-A-B-I-N-O-I-D-S dot I-O. Say that fast five times. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Awesome, buddy. It's really great to speak to you anytime. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.